Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of worldwide affiliates and satellite programming providers. If you'd like to send me an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, and our website where you can find out what we've done in the past, what we're doing in the present, and where we intend on being in the future, www.exxonradiotv.com. RadioTV.com. Now, before I get to my next guest, one simple question for you. And this is a simple question, ExoNation. How would you like to be part of UFO history? No, I, I'm, I'm serious when I talk about this. Because in the summer of 2017, there's going to be a rocket launch that is carrying a satellite, a CubeSat satellite that will be launched into a polar orbit 193 miles above the Earth with the sole mission 
of looking for UFOs in, around, above, below, low Earth orbit. Now, if you'd like to be part of this project, it's very simple. Just go to www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. That's www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. My guest this hour is a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a while here. Started off as a guest, and this coming week, he is going to be hosting his own show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. I'm talking about Dr. Gibbs A. Williams. He's uh, got a, he's has his PhD. He's a practicing psychoanalyst in New York City, and also an expert in crisis intervention. And uh, joining me now to talk more about his show, his profession, as well as trying to make sense of what's going on in this crazy world of ours is. Dr. Gibbs A. Williams. And uh, Gibbs, welcome back to the show. Always a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Rob. Always a pleasure. And you know, Gibbs, we're really excited about having you on the network with your show, Ask Dr. Gibbs. Uh, Can you give us an idea what our listeners will have in store for them? Yeah, I thought that um, with my old age, (laughs) I thought I could attribute something. And I got a lot of experience in a lot of different fields, Mm -hmm. uh, such as crisis intervention, uh, the prevention and treatment of drug addiction, mainly heroin, uh, which is topical. Oh, it's, it's big time, um, yeah. I'm sorry? It's a big time topic. Yeah, it's a big time topic, and I got a uh, big time solution. Um, the police and um, citizens problem interests me very much, yeah. and I got some uh, contributions to make on that. I think I have something that would be excellent for retraining and... For both citizens and police. And then another topic of mine, I guess my favorite one, is um, uh, all about synchronicities or meaningful coincidences. And I thought that a uh, valuable approach that I don't think is um, done is to have people call in and mention their favorite synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will try to give them uh, what I think is a uh, really good way to interpret them. And it's not only for each individual, but uh, the instructions I will give are good for anybody, and then they can try it out, and then I'd be very interested to know what the uh, what their results are. And I think it would be a really important contribution. And then I have one other that I thought would be valuable, since I love what I do for a living. I am a psychoanalyst. Mm-hmm. I know that many people are sort of fuzzy with respect to what really is this or what's therapy in general. And I thought I would uh, be in a position to answer uh, typical questions that people have. For example, when does a, uh, a person become a patient? Sure. Uh, what is therapy? How does it work? How do you know if it works? Well, let me How ask do you, you know who to choose uh, for the best therapist? Well, let, let me ask you a few of these questions on the other side of this break, because I'd like to hear your answer, and I'm sure our listeners would like to hear just partial answers, or as we like to call them in the media, teasers. Exonation. Dr. Gibbs A. Williams is my special guest. He is going to be hosting a show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Ask Dr. Gibbs, plain and simple. If you'd like more information, visit him online at www.drgibbswilliams.com. And the good doctor and I return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers its certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Joshua Shapiro is my special guest this hour. I've had the pleasure of knowing for Joshua for many years now, and he is one of the hardest working people. When it comes to not only the crystal skulls, but UFOs as well. And if you'd like to find out more about Joshua, visit his website at www.cse.crystalskullexplorers.com. Have you seen any change that you can directly attribute to the crystal skulls, Joshua? Uh, Well, yes, of course, many changes. Um, Basically, what I think the the crystal skulls do is they are able to store and contain different frequencies Mm -hmm. of energy. 
And when they work with uh, either it's the guardian of the crystal skull or if the guardian decides to share their crystal skull, like we've shared ours, we've seen people who have had uh, amazing experiences around them. And the kind of changes that happen from the energies the skulls have is it could be a person who has some kind of illness or physical problem. Mm -hmm. could be, um, I know a lot of times I'm working with my crystal skulls for my creative gifts, especially when I'm writing. If I have them around, it just it's so easy for me to write. The ideas are flowing and everything. So I just think basically what the crystal skulls are doing is they're emanating. And this has been shown through some of the research that we've done with different electronic devices. They're emanating the kind of like an electromagnetic frequency. And that frequency resonates with people and can help different people in different ways. Is there any other emanation artifact that you're aware of that emanates the same frequencies as the crystal skulls? Well, I did have a chance, and this this was a good comparison, to work with Dr. Brown's crystal ball mm -hmm. once. So again, it's made out of the same material, quartz crystal. But there was a difference that I saw between the crystal ball. Now, this is just my personal experience. I'm sure for everyone else it would be different if they could ever see this. Uh, I'm sorry, they can't see the crystal ball anymore. It yeah. exploded. Really? But uh, yes, uh, it was taken to Mount Shasta to visit with a friend of ours who has two very special little tiny uh, crystal faces, mm -hmm. I would call them. They're still crystal skulls. And for some reason, the crystal ball exploded around them. So it doesn't really exist. So I think I heard the Guardian glued it together. But it's, you know, when something like that breaks, it no longer has the energy. Anyway, sure. getting back to my story. Yeah, it shattered. Getting back to my story, when that crystal ball was placed into my hand, what I felt was is it didn't have the living consciousness or intelligence that I've experienced with crystal skulls. It seemed to have what I would call a programmed um, awareness. It was like it could feel the vibrational frequency of whoever I am or you know, however that's measured through the ball, and then it responded and I had some visions and things that I felt, but it didn't seem like it was alive. And this is the difference that I feel with the crystal skulls I feel like I'm dealing with some kind of living consciousness that's working through them, and that's where maybe these electromagnetic frequencies that I talked about before are coming from. But what exactly is this consciousness? How to describe it? I don't know if I have words. All I know is that, like when I'm looking at some of my crystal skulls now, it feels like I'm talking with a person. But, you know, it's, it's coming through the stone. Like uh, another time we did an experiment where we worked with um, what's called a lecture antenna in Belgium. And the teacher uh, of the students, because that's what was happening, our friend was um, working with this teacher and he invited other students. He looked at our crystal skull and said, this is a stone. Nothing is going to happen in our measurements. We're wasting our time. Yet his students, three times they tried this. They were able to measure the vibrational frequencies around our crystal skull called Portal de Luz of the five human senses. That was a pretty amazing experiment. I had no clue what was going to happen. The lecture antenna, for the listeners who've never heard of this, is like a dowsing rod, but it has numbers on the side of it. Mm -hmm. And they're able to, to put it at a certain number, and they know when they put it at that number what frequency they're measuring, and the rod literally flips 
you know, it, it's, it kind of like has this flipping motion when it measures that frequency. So it was flipping at the frequency around the skull that they knew that the five human senses emanate. So that's basically how it went. And they did it three times. So um, I think we could say that most quartz crystals probably, you know, they're going to emanate a similar frequency like the skull, but I don't feel the intensity or this kind of like living consciousness that I experience with the skull. It's like um, another another example of this would be I had a mold of the Mitchell Hedges skull that I was allowed to work with, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. And when I did my meditation with that mold, I could almost feel like I was in the presence mm. of that crystal skull for about five seconds and then it broke and then there was nothing there. So I think the crystal skulls themselves have a unique frequency or energy vibration, which um, perhaps, like for example, we've also done test two where we've taken what we consider to be an activated skull one that we've used our electronic devices and we've measured a strong energy around and we'll put it next to a crystal skull, let's say that's just carved by a modern carver. Nobody's ever worked with it. It doesn't really have any energy mm -hmm. and it seems to be the activated skull will pass to the new skull some of the energy because then when we tested a person with that new skull again, they responded more positively to it than before, you know, where it was just like coming from the carver. So that's, that's the only, only way I know how to answer your questions, Rob. Um, do we know the origin of the crystal skulls? Um, we can only go, I would say, in two directions. Mm -hmm. One is we listen to the indigenous elders who have crystal skulls, which would be the Mayans, right. although I believe there are some Native American tribes too that have them. Or we can work with what I would call sensitives or mediums, who are sensitive to the energy, you know, not just crystal skulls, any kind of sacred artifact or device that's put in front of them. They go into an altered state and they start reading, you know, they start telling a story or giving the history of the object. So from those two sources, if I combine them plus with what I believe to be true based on my own experiences, which there's no way I can prove any of this, I would say the... Um, the source of the creation of the skulls is either galactic, which means extraterrestrial, because like, for example, with the Mayans, they talked about the Pleiades, the grandfathers of the Pleiades gave them these crystal skulls. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another thing with uh, some indigenous tribes that I've met, they have these space languages, which I've never seen before. So they also talk about, you know, they may have a connection with galactic beings, and that possibly could be where they came from. Or I would I would also go with, because I have a very strong memory. I mean, it's like, it's just there in my mind. I'm, I'm not trying to, it's not like one of the stories that I'm writing now. It's a distinct memory I have in my mind. And I just, I've learned I have to trust myself. Where I see, I had a past life in Atlantis, and there were temples, and they had crystal skulls there. So that would imply to me that advanced civilizations in the past also worked with these crystal skulls, or they had a superior technology that was able to make them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, they constructed them of quartz crystal because it's a hard substance that can last for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So I would say it's a combination of the two, either gifts from the gods or advanced civilizations in the past who created them and knew 
um, they needed to be hid or protected because they were going to be used at some future time, which is now to help planet Earth and all the residents here uh, to create a more peaceful world. Why do you think there is such a resurgence in information and the thirst for information when it comes to the crystal skulls? Well, when when I was in the presence of the first one that I met, which would be the amethyst skull, we, mm-hmm. we know is a me, which we don't know who has the skull now. The, whoever has it is keeping it private. Um, it gave me a message, and I, and that message has never changed. This is back in 1983. And the message that I received, it said, we are returning, meaning like they had been hidden, like the crystal skulls had been hidden for many hundreds, thousands of years. And we are returning now to assist humanity to help you to create peace. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was interviewed by Yuri Geller, which was probably about 10 years ago, and he had actually held one of my crystal skulls because I met him in um, um, in a hotel in London. And then I went, after I had come from the British Museum, seeing the British Museum crystal skull, I had my personal skull and I handed it to him because he was very connected to crystals. So then he asked me this question when he interviewed me about a month later, which was around my birthday. He said, you know, how can the crystal skulls help create planetary peace? And so I thought about it and we're actually doing it now. We have these world peace meditations that we do Mm -hmm. where we have crystal skull guardians from all over the world on the 13th of every month at the 13th hour of the day to do this special meditation. Actually, my my life partner, Katrina, she's the one who, who does the meditation. They listen to an MP3 file online. And it just feels like every time that we do this this meditation, we're building on top of the 70-plus meditations we've done since 2009. Just keep building this energy, peaceful energy, sending out love, sending out healing. So, you know, I, I really believe that this is ultimately why the crystal skulls have come back. It's because they love us, Mm -hmm. again, assuming there's a living consciousness that's connected to them. They want to assist humanity. Um, Another thing, Marcel Vogel, who I greatly respect, he helped to create, I guess, the hard drive and the computers. And when he retired, he created these Vogel crystals that have more than six sides to them, and they're pretty amazing. I've seen some of them. He also had a a link with with the crystal skulls. But the key thing that he shared, which I think was in my first book on the crystal skulls with Nasserino and Bowen, Bowen, Mystery of the Crystal Skulls Revealed, is that quartz crystal and the human bone, they resonate with each other. So if you hold a piece of quartz crystal in your hand, it's going to amplify kind of like your, your personal frequency, your personal energy. So this is kind of what I also feel happens when people work with these crystal skulls it's amplifying their energy it's amplifying their gifts and especially if we're working with meditation with them together it's a geometric multiple of that power we never know how many people are participating with us when we do these meditations i would guess several hundred people and then crystal skull world day i tried to do a count of how many crystal skulls last year Mm -hmm. actually participated i asked the guardians how many did you have like there was one guy in your country in canada in quebec he had over 1000 crystal skulls in the same room or maybe no i'm sorry maybe it was 800 
800 crystal skulls in the same room because he had over 100 people participating in Crystal Skull World Day meditation. So I counted at least 3,000 crystal skulls wow. that were participating on that day. I don't know how many people that was. You know, maybe it was 150 or 200. But collectively, I counted over 3,000 crystal skulls. So I think that their return is because... Well, look at the world that's going on right now, Rob. Crazy oh, geez, yeah. things are happening. Absolutely crazy things. Crazy yep. is not the word, my friend, and we'll continue this on the other side of this this break we have to take. Exxon Nation, Joshua Shapiro was our special guest. www.cse.crystalskullexplorers.com Still to come, we're going to be talking to Joshua about his new books as well as his online courses. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.mutualbroadcastnetwork.com. 
thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Joshua Shapiro is our guest for this hour, Exonation, www.csecrystalskullexplorers.com. You know, before we went to the break, we were just starting to talk about how crazy the world is today, Joshua. What's your take on it? Why is it like the way it is? Well, I understand, let's say from a logical perspective, Mm -hmm. that, you know, the financial system, the political systems they're not they're not working anymore so absolutely i there has to be a change um i forget the name of the gentleman i listened to on youtube he used the word reset and i think that's a good way to describe it from another perspective i also think too a lot of things are going through changes and shifts because more and more people are kind of waking up to mm-hmm. the spiritual essence of who they are. And I've been studying recently a lot of prophecies. And almost every single prophecy talks about that there's this transformation that's going to happen to our world where people are going to wake up more to the spiritual essence who they are. And, of course, these spiritual frequencies and energies are very connected with the crystal skulls. And I think they're also connected with... Um, the, I like to call them galactic beings who are visiting us, which I'm sure um, with all the videos that people are taking of sightings of UFOs that are occurring, I think there's no doubt that you know this is a reality. UFO disclosure is very close at hand. So um, we're seeing both sides of the transformation. We're seeing uh, many people awakening, and we're seeing the, the people who are following the old system fighting um, very strongly to keep that. And so there's a lot of strange rumors going around. For example, I know uh, I just heard on the Internet there was a, a comet, an asteroid that hit near the coast of Australia mm-hmm. and kind of shook things up a couple of days ago. And then I saw on the Internet today there was another meteorite that came by, I believe it was Gotland. So I don't know if this has to do with what people are talking about Planet X. Um, then there's this whole other solar system. We're supposed to be part of a binary star system, which for some reason I, I, I just know inside myself this is absolutely correct. So it's just like we have a lot of crazy things that are happening right now. But I guess if you follow the prophecies, they all discuss that, you know, these changes are inevitable. They're going to happen. And um, 
I think the key is that people just have to live one day at a time right now and not allow fear and panic to take them over if some things start changing or, you know, there are some major challenges that are going on. So, I mean, even if you look at the presidential election here in the United States, Mm. I I have no idea how these two candidates of the two major parties are the ones that are running because it's it's almost ridiculous. The patients are running the asylum. Yeah, really. Yeah. And, you know, what's happening with Miss Clinton? Are we seeing her doubles? Are we seeing her clone? She's seriously ill. So it's the strangest election that I've ever watched in my life. But I think that these are signs that this this total transformation to our planet's happening. And this doesn't even address if UFO disclosure officially starts really coming out, how that's going to affect the world that we know it. Because, um, you know, there's many rumors with that, uh, secret space program and, you know, this fantastic technology that the governments have, which they've only released a little part, some things that they back engineered from Roswell. I forget oh, the name but of once, the, but once uh, again, Corso. But, but, once, ag- Corso. but once again, uh, Joshua, there's a lot of garbage on the Internet. Like I call the, the Internet the largest septic tank that man has ever created because there's more crap in it than anywhere else on this planet. And it's hard for people to discern what is real and what is false. So what are are people supposed to use as a baseline when reading all these stories? Uh, You have to go with your intuition and your gut Mm -hmm. feeling. Um, And not necessarily just believe someone because they're a so-called expert or, um, you know, they're coming from the government... um, uh, like, for example, with Planet X, why was uh, one of the first astronomers who talked about this all of a sudden has an accident and is killed? There's hardly any information about it. So you're absolutely correct, Rob. This is a very difficult time because you have to use discernment to try mm-hmm. to figure out you know, what things are true or yeah. what is disinformation. Um, so when I talk about these changes, regardless whether the changes are happening because of specific events or not. It's kind of like an inner feeling that I have that it's like everything is being shook up on some inner level. And eventually we're going to see this on the physical level. In what way is it going to manifest? Hard to say, Um, you know, but I think I agree with what the prophecies talk about is that the essence that will happen through whatever this change is, is finally humanity will know the truth. They'll know who we truly are, where we came from. Uh, I mean, are we, like uh, I was listening to one presentation by a gentleman, I forget his name, who was saying, you know, look at these um, bone um, uh, of pre-humans that they find Mm -hmm. in the ground that are, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of years. They're all based on the shape of more towards an ape or a monkey than they are to the human bone form. And then all of a sudden, there's this, you know, evolutionary step. Where did it come from? I mean, was it something that uh, maybe some extraterrestrials came down here? I mean, there are some theories about that, that, you know, maybe they changed our DNA or something like that. And now we're in the human form we are now. So what I, what I believe is going to come out of all of this, regardless of what information on the Internet is true and mm-hmm. what's false and what's different, disinformation is through the, whatever process we're going through, eventually 
we will totally understand really what's the truth about our origins and our history and where we came from. How long that's going to take, what kind of events are going to have to happen for this all to come out. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing just like everyone else is guessing, but my sensing is this year, next year is going to be really crucial to all of this. A lot of amazing things are going to start happening. I think both challenging things and magical things. So it just depends upon, you know, where you are, how mm -hmm. you see life, if you're open to the spiritual or if you're into the fear. I think that it's the spiritual essence of who we are that's going to heal and save us and perhaps <clears throat> contact that I believe we are having and must have with other intelligent beings that exist in the universe. I think it's inevitable. So... Joshua, tell me about your 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 book. So I, I'd like since we talk, we're, we're talking about disclosure and so on, uh, the disclosure chronicles. Tell us about that. Okay, well, what I'm doing in the disclosure chronicles is I've created a f kind of like a free online story on our website, which you've been giving out. Mm -hmm. It's just called Disclosure Chronicles. It's a menu option, and it's a vision that I had, and in the vision. And in this story, what I see is the governments of the earth refuse even the <clears throat> excuse me sure. the extraterrestrial <coughs> need a drink of water here. All right, while you're taking your drink, I'm just going to remind our listeners that uh, we're talking to Joshua Shapiro, and his website, once again, is www.cse.crystalskullexplorers.com. All right, feeling better there, friend? Yes. Okay, great. I must have, must have lost my voice because there's something important I'm about to say, I may, perhaps. Anyway, uh, it's been very apparent that, you know, the governments of the world, they keep denying mm -hmm. that extraterrestrials, UFOs exist. <clears throat> but what's been happening is we have whistleblowers that are coming out. And again, it's the same situation you described before. Who do we believe? Yeah. You know, which person is telling us the truth? Are they based on true things? Are they being paid to say this, to confuse us mm -hmm. or whatever? So what my story is about is I assume the governments are never going to admit to this because I think it's a losing situation for them. If they ever did, then we know they've been lying to us, I believe, since the 1930s. This is what I've heard from contacts and people I know that I've talked to is that the United States government at least and the German government started having direct communication with extraterrestrials through uh, radio waves and you know eventually we had Roswell we had yeah. um, the sighting out here where I live in Seattle around Mount Rainier by Kenneth Arnold and all kinds of things start going so my story assumes the governments are not going to admit it. The extraterrestrials have told them, if you don't do it, then we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to show ourselves. We're going to talk with the people, and we're going to let them know that we're real. So that's the basis of the Disclosure Chronicles. Now, what's really cool about this story is, is that there's a semi-retired engineer who lives by Mount Rainier that all of a sudden is starting to receive on his computer a video broadcast of a of a presentation that's coming from 2077. In 2077, there is actually a university that's sitting on Mount Rainier, and there is a historian whose great-grandfather was involved in disclosure. <clears throat> and so what he's doing is he's doing a presentation 
to the students of the university, he also has extraterrestrial gifts because this is presupposing by 2077, we have total peace. We're already working with the galactic beings. We're, they've shared their technologies with us. Uh, because of their technologies, mm -hmm. we're living very harmonious and peaceful. But this historian goes through a history of the planet explaining how we've had contact with extraterrestrials from over 400,000 years ago, coming up to 2016, and on October 16th, which is now putting a pressure on me because I have to get more parts of the story done before this date, there is something special that happens on this day, which they celebrate in 2077 as what they call Disclosure Day, because on that day, the extraterrestrials begin a process for disclosure. So that's what the story's about. And it's just like, um, it's very interesting because I don't know the full story. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> like <clears throat> here we go again. Here we like go I'm again. Coming, yeah. up, coming up to the part where October 16, 2016, disclosure day is going to happen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I haven't seen yet after this day comes and the extraterrestrials make their presence known what's going to happen after that. It's almost like I have to go to sleep and wake up and all of a sudden, okay, I get the next part of the story. So it's coming, you know, piecemeal. And I've been writing this since April or May. So, wow. so that's basically what it's about. So it's, you know, my imagination saying, okay, the governments won't admit this. So the extraterrestrials do it. So how might that look? Because the bottom line is when the extraterrestrials come out, this is the catalyst that brings world peace to our planet. So that, that's it. All right, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this uh, segment. Exonation Nation, Joshua Shapiro is our special guest. www.csecrystalskullexplorers.com That's www.csecrystalskullexplorers.com And uh, Joshua will be joining me on the other side of this this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, Exxon Nation, if you'd like to be part of UFO history, the CubeSat satellite, low orbit satellite that is going to be in an orbital, uh, uh, polar orbit, I'm sorry, looking for UFOs. It's a three-month mission if you'd like to be part of this exciting and first time, any time in, in worldwide history. Go to www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune into Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, 
please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. 
Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Welcome back, everyone. Joshua Shapiro is our guest, www.cse.crystalskullexplorers.com. Now, before we get back to Joshua, just a reminder that this weekend on the Exxon Broadcast Network, we have some really great programming. We have, let me see, Kevin Randall, A Different Perspective. We have Roberta Grimes, Reality Seeker. We have a Dialogue with Divinity with uh, Joanna Carroll. We've also got a great new show starting called Ask Dr. Gibbs, and he's going to be starting this weekend on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and that is just some of the fine program we have available for you, the Exxon Nation 724-365 at www.xzbn.net. Joshua, I understand you have an online course that's available. Yes, uh, we started to experiment at the end of August to do Crystal Skull online courses mm-hmm. because... You know, it just gets so expensive to try to travel sure. all over the world to, to do that. And we found a, a system called Learn It Live. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to set up. And, you know, normally when I do my presentations live, I have my PowerPoint presentations yeah. so people can see photographs and images of all these different crystal skulls and so on. So we've actually done three classes already online. Mm-hmm. Through Learn It Live, it's been very successful. People have really enjoyed it. And finally, I got my partner, Katrina, to come on. So people could hear two different perspectives on how to work with your crystal skulls. And the next class I'm going to be doing, which I'm very excited about, because I don't know if I've even done this class live, it's going to be called the UFO Crystal Skull Connection. And what I'm going to be talking in that class is not just about the connection between the UFO and crystal skulls, but also other information that I've gathered around UFOs and UFO disclosure and some of the key things, and then point people back to that story that we did, we talked about, uh, you, the uh, Disclosure Chronicles, because a lot of information is in there mm-hmm. about the history of UFOs. So uh, the class is, I mean, it's very simple. You just sit in front of the computer, Click the key to move the slides on screen. They can see you, you know, hear you and see you. And uh, then there's a recording made. So if um, people can't make it when it's live, right. 
they can watch the recording. So we have uh, three classes done so far. Uh, introduction to Crystal Skulls, the history of the Crystal Skulls and their higher true purpose. And the last one we just did on Tuesday of this week was uh, how to work with your Crystal Skull. So that's, that's what we're doing, and it's working out really well. And our listeners can go to www.cse.crystalskullexplorers.com and get all the information on how they can participate in your class. Exactly. Super. Exactly. Um, another book that I wanted to talk to you about was your book that's coming out, A Journey into the Unknown and Back Again. Right. Well, what's happening with this one is we're dividing it into two parts. Mm -hmm. Part one is already done, the writing. I'm waiting for another uh, contact in Canada, my friend who's a illustrator, to send us some illustrations. Then we're going to do it. The the idea and concept about this book is is um, we have a person kind of like me who is traveling and sharing about crystal skulls and the paranormal mm -hmm. and UFOs, doing lectures and things. And what happens is uh, as he's doing a tour, he starts getting like synchronistic events happening to him that show him that he has to go back to Peru. And what the concept of this book is, is when he goes to Peru, he's going to go through a dimensional door. Now, this is actually based on uh, experiences that I had in Peru, which I cover in the last book I published, which is called Journeys of the Crystal Skull Explorers, Travel Log Number 2, Search for the Blue Skull in Peru. I actually felt that there was uh, some kind of a dimensional door in the area where I was looking for the crystal skull. So the blue skull... That's I haven't physically seen, but I, I see in my mind's eye, and I believe exists in another dimension, shows up in this book. And the whole idea of this story is when he goes into this other dimension, the challenge that we have is that when somebody has like an inner experience, they have no proof for their experiences. Well, in this story, I don't know where the idea came from. I found the way... How when the person, when our main character returns from going into the inner dimensions where he gets answers to every question that you could possibly imagine and all kinds of proof about what's really going on in the universe and how life works and even things about creator, he's able to have a full recording of every experience he has. So that's basically what the book about. So book number one is his preparation and that he has to go on this journey to Peru. Second book is what happens to him when he goes through the dimensional door. And the third book is what happens when he comes back. Now, this is the most important idea. And he has this these recordings which cannot be disproven. Mm -hmm. and, it, it, and not only are they recordings, it's like they're, you know, like I think they're working with this technology now where you kind of have a holographic image that you can see so that you're able to really experience in three dimension what happened. That's what he comes back with. And he becomes a catalyst, which eventually, because of the knowledge he brings back, people wake up and world peace happens. See, every book, every story I write has something to do with a possible scenario that could actually happen that is a catalyst for bringing peace to this planet. Why do you think so, the governments of the world may be involved in a worldwide conspiracy or, you know, to cover up the fact that UFOs have been here, they are here, and that this information is being suppressed from the public, in your opinion, for what reason? 
Well, I could understand and empathize in the beginning, let's say in the 40s, mm-hmm. when they started having the crashes. I don't know if people would have been totally ready to accept the idea that um, extraterrestrials are visiting our planet, or actually I've heard that they're not just visiting, that they actually have had bases here for a very long time that have been hidden probably underground. Right. Um, so I don't think people were ready. And, and also, too, if you remember War of the Worlds that was on the radio, mm, yeah, that Orson version, Wells, yeah. it caused tremendous panic and fear amongst people. So I think when it first came out and it started happening, that might have been a wise decision. But I think um, that the main reason why they're not sharing this is because, well, how, how can I explain this without getting into trouble? Um, I would say probably because there are people that exist in the world, they just want total power and control. And by admitting the existence of UFOs, and especially Mm -hmm. because I believe that there are ones who really love humanity and want to help us, I think the Pleiadians are one of the extraterrestrial groups, Um, you know, uh, acknowledging that they exist and then allowing their technologies uh, to be used, which would probably eliminate every single problem we have on the planet. There's just, there's a force of people who do not want this to happen. And this is the reason why only very small amount, I think, you know, um, our computers, all our uh, digital equipment came from materials they found on the ship that crashed in Roswell. Um, you know, our videos, all this technology we take for granted now, a lot of that came from Roswell, but that's just the tip of the iceberg of what I think is available. Now, I have a friend who was, he worked for one of the uh, secret uh, government agencies. He protected two U.S. presidents. I think Reagan was one of them. And he did get involved and saw things that had to do with UFOs from the government. But, of course, he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, Mm -hmm. and he's not able to talk about exactly what he saw. But he did make a comment to me, which I believe absolutely is correct. And that was, he said, everything that you see on these science fiction television shows and the movies, all this advanced technology, you know, like Stargate SG-1, Star Wars, Star Trek, he says all those things, they exist. They are not people's imagination he says there's technology even beyond that so you know he's talking about teleportation time travel all these kind of things that through the contact with the extraterrestrials they have it but they're keeping it to themselves you know because they they want to keep the world the way that it is if these technologies were released then you know everybody would be able to live in a peaceful way They'd probably be able to go visit these other planets. Um, there would be no needs and things like that. So, and the and the other challenge that I see, which is kind of coming out with the whistleblowers now and all these documentaries, is that especially the government agencies, they're in a no-win situation because if they admit that, well, we've been We've been hiding this from you. It means what else have they been lying exactly. to us for all these years? We we wouldn't believe anything that they tell us anymore. But we don't believe and, them now. Well, <laughs> but still, they've never said, no, it doesn't, uh, that it exists. And just by the fact that they don't acknowledge that, you know, then 
it's like we we talked about in the beginning of the show what do we believe is true and what's garbage yeah you know exactly. we, we we don't know if a government uh, official government agency said yes the ufos are real and this is going on and that's going on well more people would believe believe it but again they could still be lying for their own purpose like i also heard uh, from different people that we have our own ufos that were flying Barbara Hanclough, who was on our radio show that we do for uh, Epic Voyagers, mm -hmm. she told me most of the UFOs we're seeing now, they're not alien UFOs. They're the UFOs that we back-engineered. They're our own own ships that are flying Joshua, around. time has come where you and I must say so long, my friend. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself, and I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Exxon. Very good. Thank you, Rob. Exonation for more information on Joshua and all that he has to offer, www.cse.crystalskullexplorers.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Mm -hmm.